What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 397 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. That's a lightsaber. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. You can now refer to me as Butternut Sippy Cup. It's going on your gravestone. Perfect. All right, well, you... Our listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we got a little bit of news to discuss, and then we're going to jump into our review of the newest movie on Netflix starring Ryan Reynolds, The Adam Project. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right. I went on a Star Wars cruise last week. And it was a lot of fun. I get to see a lot of really cool things. Uh, I took a lot of videos of the different uh, characters that they had out. And they had um, this whole thing called the For- Summoning the Force. And it, it was this really cool show that had all the characters that they um, had running around dressed up like Star Wars characters uh, fighting each other and, you know, good prevails and everything. So that was, that was pretty cool. And then I'm tired. <laughs> was it uh, the whole time? Was it Star Wars themed or just for like one day or um, for one day? Mostly. I mean, they had a lot of Star Wars stuff, but it, there was like one day where it was only Star Wars. It sounds amazing. Did you did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked the Star Wars day. I gave them a really good review over it and. You know, and it was a lot of fun. They had a lot of really cool, like, Star Wars crafts and and stuff like that. Star Wars-themed dinner. Mm. What did you have for your Star Wars-themed dinner? Uh, I had the Qui-Gon Rancor, Crispy Rancor Chicken. <laughs> no, no, I had Qui-Gon Crispy Chicken and, and a Han Solo Carbonite Sunday. You mean Sounds it, pretty amazing. It wasn't Taco Bell? No, I had Bell? the Calrissian... Red velvet cake. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have, you didn't get Taco Bell and a uh, pizza hut. That wasn't like, uh... <laughs> no, it wasn't a unique star Wars dining experience. <laughs> well, it, went, it was pretty cool. And all the waiters dressed up as Imperial guards and everything too. That was really cool. It sounds pretty awesome. Would you recommend star Wars cruise to other people? Yeah. I mean, it, I think that they could probably do a couple of days worth of star Wars, but the one day is pretty cool too. If you do want to take a cruise, I definitely and you have kids, I definitely recommend the Disney cruise. Um, I mean, you could probably even do it without kids, but it's kind of fun with the kids. I was gonna say you broke my heart for a second there. Like, oh, I gotta kidnap somebody's kids so I can go on this cruise. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of like family stuff, but they also have different activities for just adults and stuff. I've been on a carnival cruise and then I've been on this one. 
it is it is pretty cool to just do by yourself, but it it's also kind of cool to do with the kids too. But it's like even in the rooms, uh, the TVs have like Disney on demand, and you can watch any Disney movie, any Marvel movie, any Star Wars movie. They have eighteen plus activities and stuff like that. So trivia, there's a lot of trivia. We know Mark Ellis is the king of Star Wars trivia on cruise ships. So. <laughs> they have like a pad one challenge and then they also have like ultimate Star Wars trivia. And then they even have like ultimate Marvel trivia and stuff too. Do they have a younglings challenge where you just have to kill a bunch of kids? You know, I thought about it. <laughs> thought about making my own. Well, we're glad you're back from your trip in one piece and that you had a good time. Uh, Marcellus Reagan's no Star Wars cruise for you, but how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I actually unboxed all of my Blu-rays that have been packed away forever. Whenever I wanted to watch a movie, I had to dig through boxes to find something. So I finally put my stand together, finally got my Blu-rays up on there. And I learned that uh, if you buy like an older movie, say like you buy a new copy of get out uh, because it was four dollars on a family video.com and it comes with a digital copy even though the movie came out years ago and a digital copy expires it's still good like you can still use it so i not only did i get my dvds up on a shelf i blew up my digital collection too added a bunch of stuff on there so uh, yeah if you if you have any new dvds that are still in the package and it has that dvd code look it up see if you can get your uh, digital copy because i thought they expired Apparently they don't. Well, if they're Disney Marvel movies uh, or any Disney movies, you should be logging into Disney Movie Rewards and um, putting those codes in there, too, so you can redeem it for cool shit. Uh, I have enough shit already. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need any more shit. You don't need any posters? No? You're good? No, I'm good. I'm good. I have, I'm, I have like a gazillion posters that I'm actually trying to get rid of right now. Just a ton of them that I just don't want. Well, then, uh, that sounds exciting. Maybe you can uh, shoot some video of your gigantic Blu-ray DVD collection for us. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. I don't need, I don't need to be judged on my, my Spice World uh, Ultimate Edition Blu-ray. <laughs> no one's judging you on that. Come on. Yeah. So uh, how are you doing, Joey? I'm okay. I haven't really done anything exciting. Um, just, you know, working, sleeping, going to the gym. That's it. Those are the three things I've been doing. Nothing exciting. Watching movies. I wish I had something more exciting to report this week, but I got nothing. I did buy some concert tickets. There you go. I bought concert tickets. That was my excitement for the week. That's awesome. You're going to see Neil Diamond? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hands holding hands, reaching out, (laughs) touching you, Mark Ellis. No, uh, My Chemical Romance announced a second date uh, up here in New England. The first day they had uh, go on sale was like, man, it almost feels like two years ago, two and a half years ago. It was pre-pandemic. And then the concert got postponed until this fall. And I couldn't get tickets to that one because they sold out within seconds and they were like $700 each. But they announced a second date. So I made sure I arranged my life. So I was in front of my computer at my desk. And (laughs) then uh, I was... Desperately trying to buy the tickets, but of course they sold out within seconds and were a hundred million dollars. Uh, I think $1,500 for pit tickets, uh, $700 for lower bowl, $500 each for like nosebleeds. So I was just like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. And I, I didn't sell, I didn't buy them. 
And then I had a friend that messaged me and said, Hey, on this other site, they're selling tickets. Obviously they're a little marked up, but they're not outrageous. And I went and yeah, they're pretty far back seats, but they weren't outside of the realm of what I was willing to spend. So I just said, fuck it. And I bought them. Nice. So now me and my daughter will be going to see my chemical romance this fall. That's cool. I didn't know what MCR stood for when you posted it. So thank you. (laughs) That was one of her favorite bands when she was younger, much younger. So I wanted to take her to see him and uh, it's been an adventure, but we're finally going to go. Nice. Hold on. Just in case I want to knock on wood and make sure (laughs) something, something else happens to postpone it for two more years. So, but I can take those tickets for my cold, dead hands. And it's at Mohegan Sun, which is a much easier drive and in and out for us than going to Boston. Oh, definitely. Cool. But yeah, that's really the excitement for me. That's all I've been doing. So, you know, enough about us. Let's, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show and for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. You live in the jungle. In the rainforest along the Amazon. But our home is being destroyed. That is why we have come to your country. Welcome. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Where did that sound drop come from? That's from uh, what you the don't forbidden dance. I know you don't recognize that. No, I recognize where it, what the what's from. I just like I never. When was the last time I even heard that sound drop? It's crazy. It came from the vaults. Deep from it came from the the Amazon jungle. That's right. And by Amazon jungle, I mean someone's backyard with <laughs> potted plants around. <laughs> Well, um, this week we're not going to be dry humping the uh, Princess of the Jungle in front of everybody, but or a curtain or anything like that. But we will, be, we will be talking some news. So let's drop the drop and let's talk some news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So uh, let me just step away from this curtain really quickly. Talk about the news. Uh, let's start with, oh, you know what? Hope you guys are ready because it looks like we have to go back. We have to go back. More DC news is on the way. It looks like because of the huge success of the Batman, 
Uh, we're going to get some spinoffs. They did talk about the not Gotham Central one that's coming out. It's like Gotham Central, but it, it isn't. Looks like they're not going to be doing that. But one that they definitely will be doing is The Penguin. He is getting his own solo show on HBO Max. Uh, Colin Farrell, who uh, everyone loved and totally crushed it as Oswald in the movie. Looks like he'll be putting the makeup back on for a TV show, which seems like an odd choice. But yeah, what do you guys think of a Colin Farrell starring Penguin show? Let's start with Aubrey. Uh, that's a little too much. I I didn't mind Colin Farrell in the movie, and I wouldn't mind him as a Penguin in future movies. But a standalone show, I think, is stupid. It's it's going to be like watching The Sopranos. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I, there's so many different Batman villains that you could go with. Um, that would be super interesting. Like Professor Pig and the Mad Hatter. And I, I just, uh, so many different ones. I don't, I don't really want to see a show about Penguin. I want to see other villains for once. Because there's so many different interesting villains. Well, maybe if this one is a hit, you'll get your uh, Professor Pig or even an Egghead show. Yeah, like I, mean, I could, I could do with any other. Like, the, there's so many obscure villains that are really cool. It just would be kind of cool to see somebody else. Okay, all right, all right, Joey. What about you, man? How do you feel about a Penguin TV show on HBO Max? I, I, I was excited for a second there. I thought we were going to get a DC the universe with the Wonder Woman, the Superman, you put, the Arkham Asylum. You put that out in the universe, and that's going to happen. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it was a rumor or just people trying to start shit that they were trying to petition to get Nicolas Cage to come and play Egghead in the second The Batman movie. Yeah, it looked like clickbait, and I just like walked right over it. I didn't bother looking at it. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they're going in that direction. I, you know, I liked Colin Farrell as the Penguin in the in the Batman. I liked him. I, I don't know how I would like him as the central character of like a 12-episode series. Or six? I, I don't know. Uh, what would it even be about? Like, would it just be like a crime drama with Colin Farrell and weird makeup? <laughs> It'd be the book of Boba Fett, but uh, in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to walk into Gotham, meet up with a bunch of Power Rangers on Vespas, drive home. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to spend most of it in a back to tank thinking about when he was a young penguin. That's right. <laughs> He'll have flashbacks to Batman Returns. He's <laughs> laying in the back of the tank. <laughs> Or Burgess Meredith's ghost will be in it. What's your name? Penguin. Penguin what? The Penguin. And it'll look <laughs> off to the side and like Burgess Meredith's ghost will be standing over there. <laughs> now, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm not a big like p- police procedural type guy, even though <laughs> my favorite show of all time is a police officer show. Exactly. Um, I'm just not my thing. So like. I, I don't need to see a, a take on the wire with uh, Colin Farrell in a fat suit. I, I just, it's just not, it's just not bringing anything for me, man. Did I love him in the movie? Yes. Did I like seeing him for 15 minutes of a three hour movie? Yes. Do I want to watch six hours of just him as the main character? Probably not, but that's just kind of where I'm at. All right. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job in that little bit in the Batman, but Hopefully they have a really good idea. I've been, I feel like we've been on this road before. Like, oh, Boba Fett's going to get his own show and be a crime boss. And it's not like that at all. So do we care about Gotham? Do we care about what happens in Gotham now? If it doesn't have Bruce Wayne in it? I don't know. So uh, 
more to be determined. The Batman is just killing it at the box office. So every spinoff that they're thinking about is going to get announced. The Penguin just being the latest one. All right. So then speaking of DC Comics, uh, we got a trailer for another show that's going to be on HBO Max. Uh, This one is just going to be four episodes, but it's called DMZ. It stars Rosario Dawson. Uh, and it's based on a DC comic that I'm not really too familiar with, uh, but the the trailer looked pretty dope. So I just wanted to see what did you guys think of DMZ coming to HBO Max? Let's go back to Joey. I don't know about this one either, man. Four episodes? Yeesh. What is that? Like, that's weird, right? Just four episodes? Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's just it's, it's a movie sh- cut in four yeah, parts. It, yeah, it's basically like, uh, you know, it's pretty much going to be like 40 minutes longer than The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know what this means. And I read the I read the book. Um, I really liked the book, but that was, God, I don't know, you know how long ago that was that I read it, to be honest with you. It might even be like pre-podcast days. Um, I liked it, but the book is completely different than this. Um, obviously, you know, it does take place in a demilitarized zone in New York City, um, but uh, the main character is a guy who's a reporter that's like living in the demilitarized zone and everything kind of spins out of that. It's not like he's there to find his son or anything like that. So, I, uh, I don't know, man. They, it's like they took the bones of a cool comic book series and made something completely else out of it. And, and I don't know how I feel about that. The idea that it's just being announced as a limited series or special engagement, whatever they're calling it. Uh, and it's only four episodes. That scares me too. That it's like that. Maybe this isn't it. This could be why the last man part two, where it was just like, wow, we had this great idea and we took it and shit all over it. Now we're just going to get it out there and get rid of it. So. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it like that. All right. Aubrey. Four episodes just scares me, man. I don't know. That does not seem like a lot, especially in, in the days, golden age of streaming and everyone's desperate for content from them. Be like, yeah, four episodes is fine. <laughs> well, it could be like it. it like they were going to do with, uh, whatchamacallit, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Instead of making a four-hour movie, they probably this was probably going to be the next four-hour movie. And they're like, you know what? Why don't we just chop it? Let's chop it in fours and see, how, and it's, see what, it's, see what uh, happens. Castlevania season one, basically. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See? It's possible. Um, Aubrey, did you see the trailer for DMZ? Uh, I don't know much about the comic, honestly, to really care about the trailer. Again, to be honest. <laughs> All right, all right. So uh, there's not much that I can say that's going <laughs> to boost it up, I guess. Well, I will say they had me with Rosario Dawson, obviously. <laughs> and then Ava DuVernay is directing episode one. And Ernest Dickerson, who you might remember from, he's the director of Juice and Snoop Dogg is Bones. Ooh. <laughs> uh, he's directing the other three. He's an amazing filmmaker. So, uh, yeah, with those four people making, or I'm sorry, those two directors going over four episodes and Rosario Dawson, I am all about it. I just want the uh, inevitable prequel called DMX. They can just get that for me. I'll be, I'll be happy. You're very excited for the, the next move from the creative force behind A Wrinkle in Time, the movie. <laughs> She's done some amazing movies that are not uh, <laughs> fantasy-based. I know. You know I, that's what I like about her. Like, you know, she she's not going to get a chance to do the new gods, but she's going to take every other DC property that she can get her fingers on and make. Well, 
Maybe she's going to make it terrible on purpose to like get back at them. Yeah. <laughs> there Maybe you go. waste three years of my life developing new gods. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy DC piece by piece. That's right. Starting with the D, the M, and the Z. The entire <laughs> alphabet is going down. All right. Okay. So then uh, speaking of trailers, uh, we talked about this a l- probably a couple of weeks ago. We were – we know they made the announcement for the street date for – the Obi-Wan Kenobi show that's going to be on Disney Plus. We finally got a trailer. Finally got some footage. So, yeah, what did you guys think of the first trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi? Let's go back to Aubrey. It looks really cool. I'm glad that um, Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan. I think that's really cool. Um, be interesting to see what he's been doing from Revenge of the Sith and... Attack of the Clones all the way to A New Hope. Did this trailer drop when you were on your Star Wars thing, Aubrey? I didn't. I didn't get to watch it until just a little while ago because I didn't have any service. You would think that that would be like a big thing that they'll do like on a ship. Like, hey, some new Star Wars for you. Uh, That's too bad. Joey, what about you, dude? What did you think of the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer? Um, I thought it looked awesome. Uh, I'm really excited for this series. Uh, I was pretty unexcited for this series. Not unexcited. I guess it's a, a weird term, but I was not super pumped because I'm not a big prequels guy. I'm just not a big prequels guy. And, uh, you know, it hits the trailer hits. You get your you get duel of the fates right off the bat, which puts you right in the mood. And then <laughs> it just goes from there. It looks cool. We get the Inquisitors in live action. Uh, yeah, man, I just I want to I want to see more, but I don't want to see more trailers. I want to see more when I sit down and watch the show. I'm not going to watch any more trailers or commercials for this if I can avoid them. I don't want to see any more, but everything looks cool. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen. That's going to turn him into a 80 uh, year old man in the span of like eight years, 15 years, yeah, 15 <laughs> years, eight years. Uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. You know, maybe they the force drain his life out of him or something. I don't know. I like 12-year-old Marcellus cannot believe this is actually happening. It looks amazing. And 30-year-old Marcellus can't believe this is actually happening. Obi-Wan in the desert, keeping an eye on young Luke. This is like my dream come true. I can't wait for the show. Uh, the fact that they have the Inquisitors in there is pretty dope. Uh, Moses Ingram, who played uh, the best friend in The Queen's Gambit. What's her name's friend? That showed up at the end to help her out. She looks badass. She looks totally badass in this trailer. So freaking Uncle Owen looks like he's about to get into some shit. I am ready. This is like the prime. I, I know, Joe, you're not a fan of the prequels. This is the prequel that I would have wanted from the beginning, just like right before A New Hope. So, uh, yeah, I think it looks amazing. I can't wait. May 25th is when it will start streaming on Disney+. Plus. I am ready. I agree. Ready to rock and roll. Obviously, we're going to cover it on the show. I just, you know. I'm I'm a little cautious. Maybe Book of Boba Fett cut me a little bit. You know, maybe I'm I'm just worried. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. This one is uh, Deborah Chow was going to be overseeing all of this, so she did some good episodes of The Mandalorian. Think think she's in good hands. It's not going to be Obi Wan walks into Mos Eisley, walks around, talks to somebody, and walks home. Four episodes. <laughs> he just shows up and like, hello there. He just turns <laughs> turns around and walks away. <laughs> That actually might be a fun show to watch. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what else you got, Mark? Is that it for the news? This uh, week? Just a few quick hits. 
Uh, if you were a fan of Spider-Man No Way Home and you wanted to bring it to your home, uh, as you were listening to this, it is available digitally. Uh, thanks to someone leaking a uh, nice... <laughs> I was just going to say, it's been available on Fire Stick <laughs> yeah. for about a week and a half. So. Someone released a nice crisp a copy of it uh, illegally online. So uh, Sony was like, well, shit, we got to get this out there. So yeah, if you wanted to see Spider, <laughs> if you wanted to see Spider-Man No Way Home in your home, it's now available digitally. Uh, if you are sitting down with your kids and watching Spider-Man No Way Home and your kid wants to know who was the lawyer with the red glasses that caught the brick, uh, the Marvel Netflix shows are also going to be on Disney Plus this week. So you can sit down and watch Daredevil Seasons one, two, and three with your kids. Fun for kids from eight to 80. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will jump right in our review of the Adam Project. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out the newest movie from Netflix starring Ryan Reynolds. It's called The Atom Project. This is their big release this quarter. So we wanted to check it out, let you know what we thought. Aubrey, before we get started, what is The Atom Project about? Okay. After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. All right. So as always, we'll go with our non-spoiler impressions. So if you haven't watched it yet, you'll at least know what we thought. And then we'll play the spoiler drop delineating spoilers. So if you have seen it, you want to stick around, feel free to. Otherwise, you can bounce and come back after you've watched it. So we'll get started. Marcellus Reagans, what did you think? Non-spoiler of The Atom Project. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a little bit like the the movies of old that they don't really make anymore for preteens. Uh, something that's not super kiddie, but not like, you know, super like violent or anything. I thought it, it fit right in that niche. So, um, yeah, I thought they actually handled it pretty well. So I, I thought it was good. All right. Aubrey Litchfield. Um, I didn't hate the movie, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best movie I've seen all year. It's just kind of meh. The cast is really wholesome, but I don't know. And I'm not like wowed by it. But it's not bad. All right. I will go along with both of you. I liked it. 
I didn't love it. I didn't like it. And it's really hard to talk about this without spoiling the movie, (laughs) but I liked it. I liked the cast. I liked a lot of the feel of the movie. I thought the special effects were pretty awesome for the most part. Uh, I liked most of the story. We'll get into that in a little bit when we can spoil stuff. But uh, much like Aubrey, I'm not exactly running through a brick wall uh, about this movie or like desperate for the Adam Project cinematic universe. But I, I enjoyed it for what it was, I guess would be the best way I can put it. It was all right for what it was. And, and at least as a positive, you guys, it was a Netflix original that wasn't three and a half hours long. <laughs> I don't think we could do back-to-back weeks of three-hour movies, but I think that that's it's some pretty good either thumbs up to thumbs in the middle from all of us. So none of us are outright hating the Adam Project. So let's uh, let's drop the spoiler drop and let's spoil the movie for those of you who have seen it. Let's keep going. The rest of you go watch it and come back. Here's the drop. Uh, I've got some spoilers. What's the spoiler? Here's the spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, spoilers. We're going to start. Markellis Reagan's things that you liked about the movie. Well, I think I already mentioned before on the show that I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I know he kind of does his same his same shtick through most of his movies, but I'm actually a fan of that. Even if you watch like movies that he's made like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, he's still the same guy. Uh, but the thing is, he's really good at it. So I, I enjoy it. Uh, so I thought he was good. I thought the kid that they cast to play young Ryan Reynolds, I thought he was amazing. Uh, there's a scene in, in the beginning when he's in a car with Jennifer Garner, and I'm like, yeah, this kid could definitely be young Ryan Reynolds. He's hilarious. I thought he knocked it out of the park. Uh, I thought Jen Garner and uh, Mark Ruffalo, I thought they were actually really good. They don't, they're not really in the movie that much, but I thought the scenes that they were in, uh, especially the scene where uh, older Adam is talking to his mom at the bar, I thought that was just such a well-done scene. Uh, just her and him just knocked that scene out of the park. I loved it. I like Zoe Saldana. I thought she was good. Again, she pops up for like a minute. Uh, they didn't really give her a lot to do, but I, it was nice to see her. Uh, I love the scene where she gives young Adam the bushel of carrots, and she's like, here, eat something. And he just looks at it, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Cracks me up. The little kid is hilarious. Um, when it... <laughs> When he goes to fight the bad guy and he's like, have you ever got your ass kicked by a 12-year-old with an uh, inhaler? And then a bad guy just smacks the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, cracked me up. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. It, it, some of the timey-wimey stuff didn't quite make sense. Um, I did go see it in the – they did an advanced screening and I went to go see it in the theaters. Because I, I slept on Free Guy. Free Guy was a good movie. Um, I didn't go see it in the theaters. Uh, and I wish I had, because it was a really good movie. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sleep on this one. I'm gonna go see it in the theaters. As I'm watching it, I'm like, this would be better on Netflix. <laughs> this, this would be better if I watched it at home, because it doesn't really, it's good, but it doesn't have that. Wow, I really needed to see this on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was free, so you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's those are all the things that I liked about it. Awesome. Well, the price was right on that one. Aubrey Litchfield, what did you like about the movie? Um, I do like the chemistry between Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. I think that they work really well together. 13 going on 30 cinematic universe. Yeah, exactly. She had posted a picture of them together and said reunited. Oh, um, yeah, I, I do like Jennifer Garner as an actress. I think that anything she's ever been in there, I've never had a complaint. Um, even Electra. 
I didn't watch Electra. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. <laughs> Don't I explain that shit. statement. <laughs> and, yeah. Um. So I mean, it it's it's hard to hate her. You know, she's like America's sweetheart. I thought the kid did a really good job too. Uh, he had really good humor in his lines, and uh, his story was pretty cute. Um, I like how he helps Ryan Reynolds too, um, and they kind of commit to to doing that whole thing together. Um, the the story is really interesting. Of course, it's one of those things where I'm going to say I would probably like the book that's written about it more than I like the movie. I did like the the graphics and everything for like when the the villains explode and then he says like uh, dying out outside your timeline isn't pretty. That is um, that was really cool, uh, but I I think that's about it that I really liked about it. I mean, nothing was like oh my god, this is the most amazing thing. I love this about this movie. It was all just kind of oh that was that was cool. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, I will agree with you guys. The uh, little kid was awesome in this. I think this is his acting debut. Yeah. Yeah. He's only done like a school play before this. Yeah. I mean, I thought he did great and held his own with all the other actors. And, uh, you know, he just had really good comic timing. I really enjoyed him in the movie. Ryan Reynolds playing great value. Deadpool was toned way down in this, which I really appreciated. Um, it's why I haven't watched Free Guy. I'll be quite honest with you, Mark. I'm just fucking sick of him. I'm sick. I'm sick of Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds in a movie starring Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I was gonna say that in my negatives. <laughs> <laughs> so I have. I did skip Free Guy. I thought he was a lot better in this. He still had his quips and things, but mm-hmm. I thought he was a lot more reserved and actually somewhat playing a character and not just himself making quips through the whole movie. Uh, special effects were great. You're right, Aubrey. I loved the uh, action sequences. I love the fights. Um, I really liked the way those guys exploded into a weird like wave of blood <laughs> and like blue, I guess. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, I enjoyed the storyline. I think the beginning part of the movie was probably my favorite part because that's what really harkened back to those old uh, movies that we've talked about on the show before that don't really exist anymore, those in-between kids uh tween movies that we don't get a lot of and you really got a good vibe of that at least at the beginning of the movie um and I, that was probably the part i enjoyed the most uh mark ruffalo was mark ruffalo in this so uh it's not like exactly he was knocking out of the park but i always like to see him and uh jennifer garner's still really hot <laughs> she, she is <laughs> i saw like they did like a uh like a, a little interview thing like after the movie like a little a Q&A screening uh, after or Q and A segment after the screening, and uh, she's sitting on stage. And I'm like, "Yo, she is looking good still." Yeah, I want to show her what's in my wallet. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's still she's still got it. So I was almost just about to start chanting, "You still got it" in my uh, living room because she was she was looking good. But yeah, I mean, that's really it for things I liked. But Mark, was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Yeah, I thought the. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, uh, just <laughs> it didn't quite work for me. Uh, I don't know some of those songs. I, I just maybe it's just because I don't. I'm not a big fan of of the songs in general, like in my normal life. But it, it seemed it's, they seemed a little tryhard, except for the when they're playing time after time in the uh, pharmacy. That I thought was funny. I actually enjoyed that. Where does a 12 year old get money to buy like medical supplies and booze? <laughs> 
He's like, kid, give me some money. And the kid's like, whoops out money. I'm like, you're 12. Where do you, how did you, where? Where'd you get that much Smart money from? Kid. I, I guess his dad's so. life insurance. He gets his ass beat like every day. You would think the bullies would take his money, but apparently not. And I, I wish the story, I understand it's called the Adam Project and it's about, you know, young Adam and old Adam. But I wish the story had kind of focused a little bit more on young Adam. I think he is like, if this was back to the future, he's like the Marty McFly. You know what I mean? Like I wish the story just focused a little bit more on him as a young kid uh, instead of ending it with him as the adult. I mean, I guess it makes sense for the story, but I really wish that he had been the star. Like I really wish that there is like, you can look at this movie and be like, that kid is the star of this movie instead of Ryan Reynolds. But other than that, there's the only really complaints. I mean, I do kind of agree with Aubrey. It's not, there's nothing that makes you want to run through a brick wall about it, but it's a sweet, like just normal, average, fun movie. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, some things you did not like about the Adam Project. Um, You know, like I said, I'm kind of sick of Ryan Reynolds. I feel like he plays the same character over and over again. And while this was a, a very doled down version of it, it still is just kind of, I'm over it. And I hate to say that because I, you know, I like him, but I'm, I'm over the character that he continuously plays. The, the thing between him and Zoe Saldana, like, I don't know. I got really sick of that scripting because it's just like they kept calling each other babe and baby the entire time. And it got really annoying. (laughs) Um, I also had an issue with like, when they got shot at, there was no exit bullet. <laughs> like They shoot through the windshield and somehow nobody dies, even though it is directly in line with them. And then there's no exit where that bullet came out of. Like in, in the continuity of that is very annoying. Um, and so I had a big issue with that because it looked like they should have gotten hurt and or died and they didn't only the bad guys somehow die and get hurt and blow up and everything and if you're going to shoot directly at them then there should be some consequences they should have at least fixed that a little bit um and while the the story is interesting i just feel like it was it was meh if i had paid for it i probably would have been really pissed off and hated this movie um, but because it was free, I wasn't like overly angry about it, but I could see paying for it and being super pissed because it just wasn't next level good. It was just like directed DVD, direct to TV kind of good. I shouldn't even say direct to DVD. It's direct to TV good. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Um, you know, I already said I liked the beginning of the movie the best when it was aping uh, those old school movies that we've talked about on the show in the past that they don't make anymore for young kids. Um, You know, not movies for little kids, but not movies for your parents and you that are PG-13, even if, you know what I mean? Like, I let my kids watch PG-13 movies, like, whatever, it's fine. But, like, it's, it's like a certain type of movie, and I can't really describe it unless you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, stuff like Explorers or 
even Monster Squad is a little little tough, but you know, I mean, that kind of movie. You know what I mean? It's a movie for for the middle age kids, and I really enjoyed the beginning of this movie. Felt like that's what this movie was going to be, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the movie, just all of a sudden, and it's a cool action scene. Don't get it twisted. Uh, I really liked the action. In this I thought it was a really cool scene. But that was it. The movie completely just went as soon as he pulls out the lightsaber and starts fighting the robot guys or whatever they were. That's it. The movie completely turns into a PG-13 sci-fi action movie. And that was it. All the feels from that first like half hour gone. (laughs) That's it. We're just we're just running away. We're we're driving a car and shot at. We're fighting planes. We're fighting electromagnetic magnets and. Magnets? Water, fire, air, and dirt. Fucking magnets. How do they work? <laughs> and, and it just, it never went back to that. That was the feel I wanted from this movie. That was the feel I got from the trailer for this movie. I was really excited that uh, maybe we can't have those type of movies theatrically, but maybe somebody at Netflix will take a big swing at one. And, and it felt like we were on that path. And then it just went completely off the rails into uh just another generic PG-13 sci-fi action movie. And you're right, Mark. The needle drop points did not help it to not feel generic. Um, I'm actually starting to get sick of that in movies now. I, I, I'm all set. I don't need any more slow motion action scenes with Led Zeppelin playing. Um, there's certain people that can do it really well. Yep. James Gunn can still do it amazing. Uh, everything in Peacemaker, like all the soundtrack in Peacemaker worked. But, you know, this it's like this, TV. Yeah, and take it with TD, but this is starting to feel. Oh, I don't want to say it, but this had a lot of red notice feel for it for me. It felt <laughs> like it was written by an AI at times, you know, with wacky jokes, your uh, generic action, and your needle drop uh, classic rock songs. So I don't know, man. You could have cut Zoe Zeldana completely out of the movie and not missed anything. I don't know. I just I felt like the whole movie just lost something when it when it went into generic sci-fi action movies. So I I just want to say that I completely disagree with you on a, on that aspect because it it's supposed to be because you like Zoe Saldana. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah, now that you mention it, what do you mean cut Zoe Saldana out of the movie? You're crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's supposed to be a big fun sci-fi action movie, and you know, a kid talking to his his older self. I mean, yeah, that's cute and all, but that's not going to sustain an entire movie. You have to give a little bit of adventure in there. So oh, I'm you know. not saying there doesn't have to be adventure. I just felt it went too far in the other direction. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But I do think that the scenes between the conversations between him and his younger self or his older self, whichever, uh, those conversations that they had with just the two of them and the conversation that the younger self had with his dad when he wants to tell his dad what's going to happen in the future, but he can't. Like, I thought those scenes were amazing. I thought that harkened right back to those old school Amblin movies that, uh, you know, we grew up with. It did. But in the middle of E.T., um, Elliot doesn't pull out a lightsaber and karate fight like 15 robots. But you might I'm, like that movie. If I, Elliot you know what? Pulled I might have <laughs> liked the movie better, but I'm just saying. Like, if, I think if it was going to start as that type of sci-fi movie, it, it wouldn't have felt so displaced. He was. He it started, started as like a feel good type movie, and then all of a sudden it goes all the way to left field. It starts with him in a jet flying through space into well, a wormhole. It's more like Top Gun, though, kind of actiony instead of like Alien. I guess. 
I don't know. I didn't <laughs> I didn't see an issue with the the tone change at all. I thought it it you know did like a little roller coaster. It went up and went down, and it gave it gave you all of it instead of just stopping completely. I'm not saying that doesn't have to be action or adventure or anything. I'm just saying it felt like it went too far in the other direction for what I was looking for. That's all I'm saying. And those needle drops were lame. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just too much. It just felt like it was written by a fucking AI at some point. So, yeah. Well, we got to get a score. Aubrey, the Adam Project, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you got? Um, I'm going to give it a two. Oh, okay. If, is that higher than it would be if you had had to go to the movies to see it? Yeah, it definitely would have been. Wow. If I had to pay for it, I'd have been pissed. Okay. All right. Uh, Marcellus Reagan's. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, there's nothing that's super offensive in it. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. <laughs> Really? And you went to the theater to see it. So you actually had to make the effort to go. Yeah. Well, I had like, a, <laughs> I had a ton of stuff that I was supposed to be working on. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to the theaters because it's fucking snowing outside. And I have like a gazillion things, but I couldn't think of anything else to do. I mean, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my mind. I'm like, it's a free movie. You know how hard it is for me to turn down a free movie. So that's why in I In the went. movie theater. Yes. And a popcorn is, oh my God, so good. So yeah, I went. I'm not a shy. I could have just waited a couple of days and watched it at home, but I'm, you know, I'm crazy like that. All right. Mr. Four out of five, the Adam project. All right. Well, um, I think that I'm going to give it a tiny bit extra because I watched it on Netflix and didn't have to put very much effort in. And, uh, for me, that bumps up to a two and a half out of five. So, uh, a very generic feeling movie at the end of the day. Love Jennifer Garner. Like a lot of the first half of the movie, the action's cool, but it feels out of place to me. Yeah, man. A lot of this feels like it was written by an AI similar to Red Notice. So I, I'm going two and a half, two and a half out of five. It's just perfectly fine. This movie could be playing on the TV at the gym and you wouldn't even blink when you walk by it. So that's that's another movie that and Uncharted now, the two movies this year so far <laughs> that feel like Saturday afternoon. I'm on the treadmill. I look up. I see TNT on one of the TVs at the gym and it's this movie playing and I won't even <laughs> won't even think twice about it. If you know, then, you know. So that's it. That's our review of The Atom Project, currently playing on Netflix. So do we get it right? Do we get it wrong? Let us know. Slide into DMs or hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up, and we're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, you are back from your Star Wars cruise. What do you have to recommend to the listeners? I just added in Space Force. I just added Space Force to my watch list. I'm not sure how good it will be, but I recommend everybody else watch it so we can complain about it together if it's bad. It looks terrible. I gotta tell you. Sorry. Yeah, it's a comedy, and I'm yeah. sure I won't like it, and I'm sure I'll be pissed off that I watched it. But <laughs> Well, uh, maybe it's good. We'll see if we get some uh, feedback from the listeners on that one for you. Uh, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I want to recommend Free Guy. It's uh, streaming on Disney+. Plus. I know... I said that I'm a I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. I like the way he works, uh, and I did sit through no Hitman. Diggity. <laughs> Sorry, 
I sat through uh, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is fucking horrible. And if you want to, if you want to really be sick of Ryan Reynolds doing his shtick, watch that movie because you will fucking hate him through it. Maybe that's why I was so sick of this movie because I watched that movie when I didn't need to. Yes, and th- and you would be completely in in the right to seriously hate his performance moving forward. That being said, Free Guy is a story that actually works towards his the way that he acts and it actually amplifies it and makes it good. So it's on Disney Plus. If, if you haven't seen it, check it out. And him and a director, they did Free Guy. They did Adam Project. Their next movie is going to be Deadpool 3. So you'll get a sense of their chemistry together uh, by watching Free Guy. All right. Well, I will tell you to go check out SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews, comic reviews, so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash Podcast, where you'll find hours of free exclusive content, more movie reviews, comic reviews, unboxings, trailer reactions, interviews with creatives. So Wizard Podcast on YouTube. Check it out. Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content for your eyes and ears. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of Turning Red, which is currently on Disney+. Plus. I will be reviewing some other movies as well myself. And then we have our Star Wars Talk video podcast, where myself, Adam, and special guest Montego from Fans on Patrol talk all about the latest Star Wars news, including the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. We have a very long, in-depth conversation about that. So become a Patreon, support the show, and get all that extra content for yourself. What will I suggest? Uh, I finally got a chance to watch my Blu-ray of New York Ninja, which uh, I got from a company called Vinegar Syndrome. And it was a movie that they found. So they found this movie. It was incomplete. It's an early 80s like ninja action movie. Exactly what you think it is uh, in the vein of like Ninja 3, The Domination, like those type of films. And they found it, but it had no it was incomplete, it had no sound. So they remastered the whole thing uh, and they put in a soundtrack. Um, they hired a whole bunch of like B grade action stars from that era to do all the voices. And they released it. It's a finished film now, New York Ninja. And it's exactly what it sounds like. A ninja in New York is uh, stopping a gang that is kidnapping women. It's the best way I could describe it. It's uh, it's amazing. It, it was sounds not absolutely perfect for you. It was not cheap. Let me just put it that way. This was not a cheap Blu-ray, but I am glad I bought it, and I am glad I supported the project. And it it was cool, man. If you have that kind of sense of movies that I like that are a little weird, (laughs) then you will probably like it, too. Aubrey, you would hate it more than anything you have ever hated before. It sounds like it, yeah. Mark, you might like it. Yeah, I've already chucked enough money at uh, expensive Blu-rays this year, so uh, I'll take your word for it. That's right. Same company I got the uh, movie Dead Heat uh, brand new remastered Blu-ray from, too. So, But that is going to do it for episode number 397 of the So Wizard podcast. The road to episode 400 continues. We'll see you next week when we review Peacemaker Season 1. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Goodbye. 
and the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Uh, everybody have a good week and Wakanda forever. That's right, guys. We'll see you next week when we review Peacemaker Season 1. Good journey. <laughs>